I told y'all the game handily. It was never in doubt. It was two scores, even in the fourth quarter. You may not like it, but we told you Stetson was going to throw five passes. We were going to run the ball, and we came out with a victory, and we're still undefeated. And guess what? We've won how many games for the second year in a row? Let's talk about that. The SEC. Let's talk, talk more about that. that. Right after we get back here on Locked On Bulldogs. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is it is yet another victory Saturday night episode, another recording in the W column uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Listen, thanks to LinkedIn, by the way, for sponsoring this episode. Um, uh, We love LinkedIn and uh, I'm sure you do as well. You know what else I love? I love these Georgia Bulldogs, Clint. Oh I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're they're kind of a big deal. And listen, I'm just going to get it out of the way right up to the beginning. Get your if you're here, okay, for what you anticipate to be a little negative talk from this guy right here, a little oh I'm not satisfied with this. Ooh, Georgia let me down in this area. If you're here for that, you might as well just matriculate on somewhere Stop. else because. No, you stop right now. He ain't coming here today, did you, Clint. Did you take a shovel to the back of his head, Daniel? Because he, that that's the Daniel I know. He did. Okay. He did. We need to talk about some things, Clint. We're going to talk about this Georgia-Kentucky game. Sure. Um, but but first, we need to talk about something bigger can, can than I, this Georgia-Kentucky. Can I frame this really quick? I, I want to I basically lob some things up to you, Daniel. Let's say. Let's okay. just hit college me with some facts. Football, college football. Highly competitive, Daniel. A lot of, of parity. A lot of turnover. One of the most competitive sports in the entire nation. Two, the SEC is the cream of the crop as it pertains to one of the most competitive athletic things in all of America. Yep. The best. That's the best league there is. Okay. Three. Okay. Same SEC way. schools would run through Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, ACC schools. And, and regularly do when they play. And regularly do. And four. Say. Kirby Smart and okay. Georgia Bulldogs have gone undefeated. Here we go. Two years in a row in the greatest conference of the greatest sport in America. The dynasty is right here. It's here. In Athens, y'all. This is the dynasty this is the standard Locked On Bama podcast. Why don't you come on here and talk to us about the standard in the SEC? I got a draft of a tweet that has we Robinson in there. I'm coming we, for you, Luke. We come you and, laughed at me when I okay, said we're the standard. We're the season. dynasty. Yes, sir. We're the standard. Yes, sir. We are the immovable object in college football. Clint, it has been... Mm-hmm. 742 days since Georgia has lost an SEC regular season game. Seems significant. 742 days. We don't have another SEC regular season game 
for another 301 days from now, which means when we play South Carolina on September 16th of 2023, it will have been 1,043 days since Georgia has lost. Okay. Spoiler alert, we ain't losing that one either. So we just keep on keeping on. In that time frame, Clint, 742 days. Just to frame some perspective for you, Give it listeners. To the people that need to hear this. Georgia fan that was mad at this game at Kentucky. You're mad because what? we scored 16 points against. You're mad. Okay, first of Let, all, again, we told you every year Stoops is head coach of Kentucky. This is the game. Don't be mad. Stop being mad don't and embrace the facts that Daniel's about to spit out right now. Since Georgia lost its last SEC regular season game, okay. Florida, your biggest rival, has lost 13 SEC regular season games. Daniel, I was going to come with this stat. I was going to come 13. with this stat. 13. Since you, and you've lost none. So, none in so the last 742 days. So, so again, to be clear, zero uh -huh. losses Florida is less than 13 less okay alabama the team that thinks that they're in the same class as us you're not they've lost three regular season sec games since georgia has last lost one three in that same time frame <clears throat> kirby smart in the last six years is 34 and 2 against the SEC East Clint in we're not talking about one recruiting class here we're not talking about a Cam Newton transcendent football player that carries your program a Tim Tebow sort of player that just so, carries your program so again objection one Kirby can just recruit false he's recruited many classes and dominated with every single one of them uh-huh throughout years two uh, it takes a generational talented QB to transcend Whoops. and win for other courts. Well, oh, that's just them, not us. Okay. No. Yeah. And um, it's, it, it doesn't have staying power. Kirby can't sustain it because he's not an elite level six years, 34 and two against the most important games on Georgia's schedule every single year. We're not going anywhere. We are the dynasty in college football and Georgia yes, fans, you are living in it You're for my older listeners mm, listening to the podcast. Again. You've been somewhere wonderful with this Georgia franchise, with this Georgia institution, and mm. there's no institution more worthy. No, no, sir. You've been somewhere wonderful, but let me just explain to everyone listening. No matter how old you are, no matter how much Georgia football you've seen, you are currently living in the heyday of Georgia football. There has never been listen, a moment like this one for the University of Georgia. Currently. Like like you thought last you're year. You're in the you're you're right smack dab we're in the middle of it. It's not plateauing. It's not declining. We are ascending. We took the natty, and all we've done is continue to ascend from that point. Literally. So, Georgia fans, just embrace it. Just soak it in. This is what we have waited for for so, so long, and it is finally here. And there is no team nope. that can say anything 
to the Georgia Bulldogs. There's no team well, that can talk any trash to your team because all your team has done is dominate everyone in its path. And, and again, if you think this Kentucky game wasn't domination, I beg you to look at Stoops on the sideline during every moment of the game, <laughs> literally from the kickoff. From the kickoff. He, he may have was, saved his job today, by the way. He, he did. He save may his have job. saved I, his job. I agree. He saved All his right, job. let's talk about this Kentucky game. Let's break it down. Let's overreact to some things uh, right after Clint tells you about this. But first, we'll let you know, <laughs> but first, we'll let you know about LinkedIn. This is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is your place to find the best candidates. Where's that LinkedIn? There it is. You have. There it is. I don't know if you heard about them. Clint, I've heard of LinkedIn. I was just going to ask you because LinkedIn is the best place to find the candidate, right candidate for your job. Stop doing the weird interviews. Stop going through all the resumes. Stop going through all the filters of all the places that you're just meeting random people. It's like dating at a bar when Uh-oh. you're single in your 40s. It's not a good look for anybody. It's not. Instead, LinkedIn's the better look for these candidates. It's going to get the right candidate to the right person or the right job to build your team up. And right now, you can get a free posting. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. All right, Clint, uh, I'll be fully honest with you. I was leading into that ad read, and all of a sudden, I caught sight of that mustache, and it it <laughs> rattled me. It rattled me. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're listening on audio right now, T's and P's to you because YouTube is the place to be. I don't know if you've, YouTube is the place to be, but if you are listening on audio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, we love you. Thanks for listening over there. Um, maybe peep on over to the YouTube for, for a minute. Uh, okay, let's talk right, about this. Let's talk about this Kentucky game. Yes. Um, because I thought there were, there were a lot of positives Ooh, so in this much. game. To, to take away from. So I, I actually only have one thing that I think Georgia still needs to clean up coming out okay. of this game. Okay. And it's not the thing that maybe some of y'all are thinking that it is, but um, let's start with the positives, Clint. Okay, let's do it. The run game looked way better today. And you could tell it was a yep. point of emphasis. You could tell that Todd Munkin was doing a little bit of what we talked about. He was trying to tune this offense up. He was trying to get things up and running. He does not view this game as a practice game, so to speak, but he does view it as an opportunity, this game and the Georgia Tech game next week, as opportunities to get things where they need to be for the three most important games of Georgia's season, which are coming up in Correct. December and early January. So um, it you saw the run game get back on track. You saw the offensive line, I thought, play play admirably, but Clint, I want to talk about these backs. I want to talk about these running backs because to a man, yep. they are running hard. And I think earlier in the season, you were ready to say that Branson Robinson was maybe RB3 on yep. this team. But Kendall Milton really showed us something today. Look, I'm going to let you brag about This is the positive segment. I'm going to let you brag about Kendall Milton because I'm still mad about, again, the thing that made me very upset about Zeus last year was his lack of vision. I never doubted his running ability or his contact. I always doubted his vision. And if he went, Kendall, if you went right off of Jalen, it's a touchdown. If you went. It, it, that's correct. Okay. So, but, but to your point, they ran hard. He was running hard. He was hitting contact he, and falling for Kenny McIntosh. Kenny Mack looks like this is possible. He looks like a stud. I don't know how this is possible. 
somebody scientific explain to me density versus mass a little bit more because the man plays like he has a sledgehammer of 300 pounds in his shoulder pads. That's, don't waste your time trying to explain physics to my man over there. That's not, that is a, if you're, if you were typing out a tweet as he was talking, just let me delete that. Just delete that. That ain't going anywhere. Okay. What you're reading for. Um, so, but, but he weighs, I don't know what they have him listed at. That man plays above his weight in a lot of ways. Well, it's because he he's got speed and he's got, he doesn't just use his speed to be elusive, which he is very elusive. He uses his speed to be powerful as Here, well because he'll run right take. into you. My hot take is this, Daniel, and, and I don't know what you're going to say about this, and I don't know what listener you're going to say about this. We had, prior years, Kirby had one great back and a couple of other guys behind him after Chubb and Gurley, after after that whole, after Sony and, and everybody went. But, but here's what I want to say. I think he's better than DeAndre Swift. I, I don't I'm not trying to do I'm not trying to be I honestly think he is better than Swift. I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with total package. Yes, total package you. of thank what you. he brings. I think Swift is still probably a better runner than him. But I think Pure total runner. package yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. And it's what's been so frustrating with this running game not being able to to always find it this year. Um I, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily disagree with you on that take um, whatsoever. Uh, I thought I thought the perimeter blocking in this game was good. Um, I, I I loved a lot of what I saw out of this Georgia team. Uh, Clint quit the podcast. Oh, he's back. Nope, he quit the podcast for just a second, but now he's back. Um, yeah, I loved a lot of uh, I loved a lot of what I saw out of this Georgia team. What what was the main positive takeaway, Clint, that you came away from Saturday with? Here, here's what I came away with, and I, again, you're you're not gonna like this Georgia fan, because a lot of you I saw tweeting just how deplorable our defense was getting gashed on large pass plays. There was three of them of note that went for forty or plus. Okay, Daniel. I, again, I ask you. Can you explain to me the main goal of footballing? How, how do you win a game again? You score more points than the other team. Okay, you score more points. So, so if I'm if I'm breaking that down into there's the meta. If I'm going level two, mm-hmm. stopping them from scoring points. Well, that would be the one. That would be one thing. That would be good, would it not? That's what the defense's goal, I think, is. And scoring more points on offense than yep. we give up on. De- okay, the defense gave up one tud. Yep. The whole game. Yep. With some One. very, very, very limited offensive play calling that we said was going to happen, and Todd was clearly trying to tune him up. Let me just, yeah, and let me just, if I may, interject because that, I think that's the thing that people assume that I'm going to come on here and say the one thing George is going to clean up is this is the back end of the secondary because we got hit over the top and we got you know Will Levis, you know he, you know he threw the ball downfield against us. And that and that did happen, but don't. There's no way that you've been watching Georgia football all year if you think the back end of this defense needs to get cleaned no, up. Have. There's just no way you've been paying any attention. That's why it doesn't give me a pause for concern, Clint. That's why it's not a because this this was a circumstance, a time, place, circumstance type of a situation. This is not a systemic issue for this no. Georgia defense. This is not something that we have had to that we have struggled with uh, on an ongoing 
basis. If you recall, the last team to really hit us for big plays over the top was South Carolina. They hit us for some big plays over the top. Yep. But Georgia has not really struggled with that on an ongoing basis, and that's why it does not it does not give me pause at all. I thought this defensive front played incredibly oh well in this game. Michael Williams is a dude. Thank you. This this is my second point. Don't be Gary Danielson on CBS that said, "Well, you know, Georgia no sacks today." Really? Oh no my pressure. gosh! Please Again. stop saying the word sack. Pressure because you talk about quick release. I heard him say quick release a dozen times about Levis. Also, we did have a sack and it got called back for a hands to the face. That's, that's right. It was how they and that's then, how they and then right when the Gary said that yeah. uh, Bullard came up with a sack. So yeah. that's how it happened. Javon but, Bullard, Kamari oh Laster. Here you you're hitting the three guys I wanted to talk about. The three guys. Mm. Lasseter's a dude. And if you I, I, I tweeted out, I tweeted out. Keely Ringo has not played well. He makes insane plays every once in a while. They went right at him first play first series of the game, and he got and he got burned. And then he came back and Keely Ringo to fool uh, later on in the first half. That's what you're getting from Keely Ringo this year. You're getting a hot and cold situation. You're not getting that from Kamar. You're not getting that from Kamar three. Lasseter is a dude that loves to bang. He talk about another dude. Him, Kenny McIntosh, and Lasseter might be having the same gym routine. Because they play in 50, 60 pounds above their, their weight. They are punching up in class and still with it. And then lastly, Michael Williams is going to be, when all is said and done, one of the best edge rushers in Georgia history because he is a true freshman in the SEC and he is wrecking fools like Jalen Carter did a couple of years ago. I promise you. Once he gets the staying power and he's going to be on the field for, for all these snaps. Also, I mean, we, we, we got more time this week to talk about. But this, sometime this week, Clint, we need to touch on 11, Walker. Mm. Because all of a sudden, he he coming on acting like, oh, this playing time right here that y'all thought was going to be somebody else's, it belongs to me. I'll take it. Uh, R- Ryan Davis might have lost a lot of snaps. A lot of snaps. I mean, he's still out there in the game, but like the rotation is... It's shrinking. It's shrinking, yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys that, that Do women know about, Never mind. What? Nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, let's segue out of whatever that was. Good Lord. The segues into the ad reads today, Clint, all timers. Right after, right after this. <laughs> here we go. This. All right, Clint, just take us home. Get us out of here. What, hey. are, what are we doing next? Bet online is what we're doing next. We're going to come back right after this, but bet online is your sports book experts. They have everything that you need to bet yep. on games. They do. And if you could find a line on LSU, whatever it is, lay them points. Lay them on lay the first Saturday in December. Points. Lay them. Bet online is your sports book experts, the official sports book of Locked On Bulldogs, as well as Locked On Podcasts everywhere, your team every day. Uh, they have over-unders. Season win totals that w- I'm about to cash, cash, cash. That large, hefty deposit. That was, they gave us a 10.5 for Georgia. <laughs> they let us bet the over on 10.5. It cashed I, I today, by the way. Congratulations said, to you. I said, you sure about You sure? Congratulations to you and all of us because that 10.5 just cashed. Bet online your sports book experts. All right, Clint, I want your take on this because yes. I'm not going negative town here. This is a great this is a win that Georgia should savor. They should relish yes. it. I mean, we're looking at a Saturday, which we're still 
in the middle of the day here. We've not watched the evening slate of games, but we're looking at a Saturday where Ohio State struggles, Michigan struggles, TCU struggles. A lot of weird things have been happening so far this Saturday. Georgia goes on the road. They get a win. The game was never in doubt. There was never a moment when Kentucky had the ball down by one score. Never. At a significant moment in this game. There was okay. never a time when you had to be nervous, Georgia fans. Um, and by doing it, they, they have another perfect SEC slate. Again, Ooh. there's so much to like about this team. Um, so I'm not going negative town. Okay. But I do want to bring up what I do think is the one glaring thing that this Georgia team has got to figure out okay. as it moves forward and faces stiffer competition. Um, and that is the Kirby death march. Clint, okay. We've got to talk Trick. about it. By the way, I, I'll say it again. Put some, put some love to your boy's way on just, that. We, just, now listen. We've been the, that's what I was going to say. We have been the the main proponents of the Kirby Death March yes, trademark. Sir. We have, Kirby loves this. He loves to put his foot on somebody's throat and just choke the life out of them as he moves the ball down the field. Dejan Edwards has been famous mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. We've seen it a lot over the last six years. But Clint, yeah, consistently, this yep. is now the third week in a row I'm bringing this up. This is why the deep secondary doesn't give me any problem because that's not something we've considered. You go back to the Tennessee game. You go back to the Mississippi State game. Yep. You go back to the Kentucky game today. You go back to several different points during the season. Georgia needs a first down. Correct. They need to get a first down to bleed the clock to win the game. And what do they do? Time after time after time, they fail to do so. They punt the ball back. They give the ball back, put their defense in a compromised situation, having to make another stop. That defense has played way more snaps than it should have played so way far this season. They Kentucky should have never seen the field again at the end of that game. We should have salted that thing away. And when Stetson ran out to the right, and had that and had that yes. ten yard gain. I thought, okay, this is it. This yes. is the death yes. march. And then three plays later, it's fourth and one, and here we are punting again. Multiple times on the goal line. You mentioned Kendall Milton earlier. This team is stopped in short yardage situations. <clears throat> there is a problem with the Kirby death march, and I am curious as to your thoughts on that problem and whether or not you see a potential solution in sight. Here's the potential solution. And Daniel, this is going to sound so weird. The problem is Kirby Kirby knows he's too smart for his own good, Daniel. This is interesting. This is the problem. I don't know if you have friends in your life like this, but you know that that friend that is just I do I promise you, I do not have friends in my life that have ever been accused of being too smart for anything. Very, very glad to call Daniel my closest friend. Do I'm, not tweet this looking, man about physics is what I'm trying to tell straight. you. Do not tweet this man about physics. I feel so warm right now. I feel so loved. <laughs> um, the person is too smart for their own good is Kirby because he knew coming in this game. I think the whole game, but I think he knows Stoops so well. He has Stoops 
in a body bag before the week begins. He has that taken care of. He knows exactly what to do at all times. And I think what happens to him is that he is telling Monk, and they're preparing the whole entire time. He's telling the team. He's getting everybody in the mentality. He's getting Monk in the mentality and the offensive coaching staff in the mentality of, if we're up by two scores, the game is toast. The game is over. And this kind of, and, and he's, and he's, again, he's right most of the time, except the time where it doesn't work, except the time where that's what I'm trying to say variable and it's moving always. And there's nothing as definitive as objective truth as it pertains to, again, varying odds that are constantly changing. Ecosystems don't always stabilize like Kirby thinks they do. Daniel, mm. there's no homeostasis within football. It is always. I'm just man trying to working. Man is working you. so hard. You see the sweat. You see the sweat beginning to form on his brow. I'm trying to. He's, I'm recalling. I'm recalling 101 and 201 classes I haven't thought of in decades. It's the one um, knock that you could really make against this Georgia team is that they have not accelerated to the finish line the way that you would like to see. That's they've the not put teams away. They have let teams hang around. Yeah. And yes, they've won by multiple scores. They've won by double digits. They've they've won comfortably. But when you're in the playoff and you're up by 10 points and or 8 points and you're you're driving with 4 minutes to go and you can't convert those third and fourth downs, but here's, here's you're a, playing with fire. But here's here's my this is why it should help you dog fans you're right when you look at lesser teams like kentucky and you say here's what they're going to do we're going to take care of business that's all well and fine except variables come turnovers come we're still winning we're losing the turnover margin but we're winning games which is the weirdest thing in football that's that's an that's a cardinal sin in football it's unheard of it's unheard of thank you that's how good we are i think when we play the stiffer competition Kirby's I'm too smart for my own good is going to help because look at Michigan last year. We, I, I was on this podcast saying I was afraid of Aiden Hutchinson. I was terrified. Oh yeah. The pass rush going to kill us. Uh, that was neutralized all game long real quick. So by I, the way, how many, how many rookie offensive linemen are better than Jamari Sawyer? We tried to tell you, we all. tried to get on here and tell you idiots. I was I was on draft shows, and again, I got I got laughed on draft shows saying Jamar Sawyer is going to be one of the best offensive linemen in this entire draft. And I'm like, well, measurable. Cool. He can just ball. How about that? Is that a measurable? He balls. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I think it's going to help <laughs> when we when we very measurable. It's very measurable. This <laughs> some more than others. Some more than others. This. We have look. We call it overreaction. Okay, <laughs> Daniel, do but I. There was a pool. He went swimming. Third segment, listeners. Well, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. All right, listen. We still haven't. We still got a lot of football. Clint and I got to watch a lot of football left tonight. A lot of football. Um, got we're gonna be back right. on Tuesday, maybe Monday. I don't know when. We're gonna be back early this week, breaking down everything that's happened. On this crazy Saturday. There's a crazy Saturday in college football, and we're going to be talking all about it. But nothing's going to change this statement. Georgia's the best team in college football. And whoever you think the second best team is, they ain't Georgia, and they ain't close. So, dog fans, the hay's not in the barn yet. We still got to win four more games. But 
you got to feel good about your squad and where you are right now when you think about the landscape of college football and this team. We'll be back to talk all about it here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast as we get ready for Georgia Tech on a holiday week. Um, uh, join us again on uh, Tuesday for that. I'm just letting my man hang out here. By I just the way. thought I there was something else I was supposed to be saying. No, there's not. All right, we'll see you all.